I'm Jim Cunningham with WQED FM. We're at the symphony in the dressing room of the maestro Dimas Lobodinyuk. Nice to meet you. What a joy to have you in Pittsburgh making your debut. Nice to meet you too. Yeah, it's a great thing to be here. First time for me. And am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yes, very well actually. Uh, can I hear you say it? So Dimas Lobodinyuk. I'll get the accent on the right syllable at the right it's, point. It's easy. We can you work just that out. Everything and just go directly. Very to good. It. Well, we want to get it right for the radio, that's for sure. And I hope the rehearsals have been going well. You've got a great program here with Gil Shaham, the Beethoven Concerto, Prokofiev's Fifth Symphony, a, a Prayer for Ukraine, as well. Uh, I'm sure this is all music close to your heart, but I wanted to ask you about the. Beethoven, because uh, Gil is an international superstar. Have you worked together before? Yeah, actually we have. Uh, it's been uh, 13 years ago. Uh, unfortunately, only once. But fortunately, we are working together again. <laughs> now, he recently recorded the Beethoven Concerto. And if I remember the reviews, some of the critics said that he was doing a few things very differently. Have you had a chance to talk to him about it yet? Well, yes, well, not only have we talked about it, we have also played it, rehearsed it today. So, um, yeah, there will be some interesting surprises for the audience. I won't say more. Oh, no, but, you can uh, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are, yeah, there are some, some nice additions to, the, to this concerto, which is actually sometimes done. But uh, I really like uh, the suggestions which he brought, and uh, it will be refreshing, so, so to say. Did he say what he's going to do for a cadenza? Sometimes uh, the Beethoven concerto is played with other people's cadenzas, I think. Yes, so you will, you will hear. <laughs> so there's a surprise. All right, good. The Prokofiev Fifth. This is one of the great masterpieces of Prokofiev. The premiere was dramatic circumstances at the end of the Second World War. Prokofiev at the Great Hall, the Moscow Conservatory, hearing cannons in the distance, waited to give the downbeat until there was a moment of, of silence, and everyone had great anticipation for the piece. Can you imagine that scene, the, the premiere of the Prokofiev Fifth? Yes, I can imagine, especially having the circumstances of today in the world. Um, I think what he did with his piece was not just describe uh, the horrible, well, let's say the horrors of war, but also to lead people through this time towards something better. So, um, and I said that to the orchestra on the first day of rehearsals, um, came kind of spontaneously, but I think this symphony is more like a therapy for himself and for everyone involved playing and listening to it. Uh, it's really uh, an, an imaginary wor world of, it's an imagination of things which have not yet happened. So it's, it's something, something very beautiful, at times dark, very intense, dramatic, but still somehow off the reality. Uh, this is not to say that it has, it has no connection to the war. It has very strong connection to the war. But the outcome is still this positive charge which this music brings. Actually, talking about the war, um, his sixth symphony is much more of a darker piece, which really feels like it really got into, uh, into him in, in a more uh, depressing way. 
I'm, I'm going to be doing the Sixth Symphony a couple of times now this season. Um, but, uh, but this symphony for me is, is, a, is a train, is a, I don't know, it's a salvation, you know, a bridge over troubled waters. <laughs> and a tribute to how humans can overcome great difficulty. We, we have a beautiful expression of the human spirit surviving. Yes, and of course the way he verbalized it back then was very Soviet. Uh, he, I don't think he necessarily had the need to verbalize the motto of this music. It really speaks for itself. And you mentioned the world that we're living in now. You are including in the program uh, Valentin Silvestrov prayer for Ukraine. The Silvestrov prayer is being played around the globe with the anniversary of the conflict in Ukraine coming up just this weekend. Yes, yeah, this is a an unfortunate anniversary. But um, interesting that he composed this piece, as far as I understand, in 2014, when the crisis was, uh, well, strongly starting. But uh, it's very valid today. And while this is maybe one of the most beautiful ways to remember that we are in, at war for one year and to remember all the people who unnecessarily died during this time. Such a tragic conflict, almost a civil war with Ukraine being part of the former USSR and uh, oh, I, I, I don't know, I, I had a chance to go with the Pittsburgh Symphony to Moscow just when the Soviet Union was beginning to pull apart in 1989 and the Russian people were so great and welcomed us so warmly and I enjoyed the experience so much. It's hard for me to imagine what it must be like for our violinist Marta Krechkovsky who has family in Ukraine and uh, uh, Mikhail Misha Istoman who's in, in the orchestra who came from Russia to the States. Uh, just so much horrible tension for all of, of the people who have direct connections to that part of the world. Yeah, yeah. And uh, myself, I'm, I'm a mixture of uh, two cultures, well, more, of course, but um, my father was born in Ukraine. That's where my surname is coming from. It's, uh, he was born in Poltava. Uh, but the other side of, uh, well, my grandmother from my father's side, she was Russian, but the, father, uh, the grandfather was Ukrainian. So um, for me, it's hard to understand how is it possible that these two countries are at war. But uh, it's also important to call things with their names, you know, like aggression is aggression and it's not uh, anything else. You know, when you kill people, you kill people and you don't call that trying to stop the aggression from the West or like, you know, I think there, there are interpretations and then there are facts. Facts are facts. Had you heard any of Silvestrov's music before 2014? Uh, well, yes, I have heard, but I have never conducted his music. So this would be a very special moment for me. Well, we're thrilled to have you here. I want to know a little bit more about you. You mentioned your background is both Finnish and, and Russian through your teenage years in, in Moscow, and you studied with a, a Gilels. Was it a member of the Emil Gilels family? Yes, yeah. I, I think she was... Actually, I think she was his sister. So Emil Gilels was, was uh, Zinaida's brother. As far as I understand, if I understand it correctly. But yeah, I started um, violin playing with her uh, before she moved to Boston. Um, and uh, that was at the age of seven. 
So I spent 16, first 16 years of my life in Moscow, and then we moved to Finland, and that's where I spent the rest of my life, with the exception of seven years in Spain. Galicia, where you've had great success. Yeah, that was a very special time, and uh, I return, will be returning uh, a lot now that I have finished my, my kind of position as a chief conductor, where I was for almost for 10 years. So it's a, it's a very happy um, kind of combination, which I would like to cherish and keep, keep that way. What's going on with the Finnish conductors? All of a sudden, they're in the spotlight everywhere, going from success to success. We, we have Finland in the musical spotlight. Well, actually, it's not all of a sudden. It's, it has been going on for a few decades now. Uh, Finland has a very special and fantastic tradition in conducting, very good school. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm really pr- proud to be part of it. Tell me about your work in Lati. Oh, wow, that was, that was very, well, first of all, I was, yeah, five years uh, chief conductor of Lachti Symphony, and at the same time also uh, artistic director of Sibelius Festival. So uh, we, or I had to plan uh, a festival of Sibelius music, consisting purely of his music for uh, five, five um, years, and uh, that was very, I was, I was really honored to be, offered that and really proud that I, I made it through because Sibelius actually when I arrived in Finland I didn't know very much Sibelius so this is kind of a part of life which I inherited and learned and integrated myself into so Sibelius is my it's very close to to my heart and I even feel often when I go guest conduct and uh, conduct his music that this is so I bring a part of of me and the Lati Symphony is heard on numerous recordings on the BIS label. You made a great number of them, more than a dozen recordings in your catalog now with some unusual works, some Finnish composers and folks that we don't hear enough around the world. Please give me just a little bit of background into your recorded catalog. Oh, I think you would probably know much, much better my, my catalog at, at BIS. But we've been working together systematically for, I don't know, it's, probably for 10 years already, but we have done, I think we've done five CDs just with Lahti. And the last one came uh, a few months ago. That's a, a combination of a disc of three symphoniatas by Britain, Prokofiev and Poulenc. So I'm, I'm actually quite proud of that disc. This was the last one which I recorded with Lahti. And yeah, more is coming, but that's with Galicia. Good. Uh, it's beautiful for the radio. Wonderful music that plays well on the airwaves. And you did some Prokofiev too. Unusual ballet music. Stone Flower, I think. Yes, and Gambler. Yeah, those sweets. Yeah. In the fifth, we hear a little of the ballet Prokofiev, do we not? Oh, yes. I mean, you cannot separate those things because he was so gifted in so many different genres. So, so the fifth has a lot of dance and a lot of kind of movement in it. A physical movement, you, which you can feel and hear. Anything else you'd like Pittsburgh to know about you since it's your debut? Anything else you'd like to share? Um, in words, no, but when you come to the concert, you're very welcome to explore. 
<laughs> Wonderful. Oh, we'll do that for sure. And good luck in Minneapolis. You're headed there shortly after. Here, you know, we have 70 degree Fahrenheit weather this afternoon with some sunshine for you. Minneapolis, very cold, but tomorrow it'll be in the 30s. You're used to cold weather from uh, Finland. Exactly, yeah. It's uh, no, no news for me, but I'm, I think I'm going outside and will enjoy these few hours of 70s. <laughs> Maestro, Dima, so great to meet you. All the best this weekend. Please come back soon. Thank you very much. I will. Thank you. Thanks a lot.